Hello, hello, everyone. The What's What has returned. Oh, my God. Back again. Brothers, sisters, everybody sing. <laughs> well, this is really a millennial podcast, isn't it? Uh, we call it the millennialist. <laughs> we cannot help ourselves. <laughs> we really should, but we can't. Anyway, on that note, I'm your host, Matt Marcotte, joined today by Alex Drinker. Hello. And Sarah Hillstrom. Hey there. Hey, sadly, Celeste Richardson is out today because she has no voice, which I think we would all agree would make it very challenging to do a podcast with or yes. without, I guess. It's kind of our number one skill set. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, well, Celeste, get better. But today we are talking about the rise of retail media networks. I like that uh, emphasis on that syllable. Is that right? <laughs> is that the wrong emphasis from the long level? Yeah, yeah. You got it. I think he's hyping it for good reason, Alex. Because if you didn't know, the rise of retail media networks are driving retailers to diversify revenue streams and transform their ability to reach new and very valuable audiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, boy, are people ready to uh, show them the money? Maybe I should have screened that. Yeah, I think you could do that better. Do it it again. Do it again. Show them the money! (laughs) Much better. (laughs) Well, here's why. One in eight digital ad dollars will go to advertising on e-commerce properties, according to eMarketer. And they also forecast the U.S. retail media networks will exceed 52 billion dollars in ad sales by 2023 it's so crazy well listen buckle up people because boston consulting group says retailers are racing towards a 100 billion high margin annual revenue okay but wait wait, wait. we gotta back up can someone break down what a retail media network actually is yes happy to (laughs) okay They are ad platforms that provide access to consumers via a retailer's website, app, and other digital properties within their own network. And it can include both online and offline channels. And for advertisers, those networks are attractive because consumers are more receptive to advertising and more likely to buy while they are actively shopping. Okay, wait, that's not all, Sarah. I have some pretty crazy money stats in front of me. Would you like to hear them? Oh my God, hit me. All right, well... This is no Will Smith moment, but listen, <laughs> Amazon sold, was that too soon? Was that too soon? Um, Amazon sold $31.1 billion in ads on its platform in 2021, which makes Amazon bigger, get this, than YouTube. Walmart sold $2.1 billion in ads in 2021, surpassing the $2 billion milestone twice as fast as Twitter did. And Google and Apple have made other forms of digital advertising less effective which means Meta estimates that privacy changes may have cost Facebook $10 billion in ad revenue in 2021 alone. Womp, womp. That's kind of a punch right in the gut, Matt. (laughs) More like a roundhouse (laughs) kick to the face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Karate Kid. Anyway, yes, it most definitely is good for some, bad for others, right? And the root of these privacy changes is that it is now more difficult for digital ad platforms to know what actions a consumer takes after seeing an ad is it like uh the game of clue minus the fun <laughs> right on professor plum <laughs> okay anyway it's a karate kid a professor plum now i'm confused <laughs> but whatever i mean t- tomato tomato really what makes retail media networks the exception is that consumers purchase products directly from the retailer after seeing the retail media network ad essentially putting retailers in a unique position to offer closed loop marketing 
Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we drill it all down, let's tell people what the top level so what is. Huh? Sarah, you got something for us? I do. I, I think it's two main points, Matt. So first, at a time when customers are demanding more from retailers and brands, and we talk about this all the time, leveraging data collaboration effectively can be a key way to connect with consumers both more efficiently and personally, which is key mm -hmm. right now. Totally. And I think second, retail media networks offer that closed loop measurement that Alex was talking about. And so as we say bye to third-party cookie, RMNs will really become even more important and probably more what everybody's looking to get after. Totally. Totally. Thank you for that. So let's get into the fun stuff, the benefits of getting involved in retail media networks. All right. So first, let's talk about an increase in e-commerce profitability, right? The online channel is now the least profitable thanks to free shipping and other quick fulfillment options. But by selling product placements and ad inventory on their websites, this now establishes new and high margin revenue streams. Incremental revenue from media retail networks is one way for retailers to offset the eroding margins of digital sales. Okay, those are good. And I'm going to double down. Got some better? I'm going to yes and you. So all right. it's <laughs> also you. about retaining shopper marketing dollars. So shoppers are spending less time in stores, leveraging delivery and curbside pickup. This has hindered dollars that the brands want to spend on end caps and in-store marketing. And so you can keep them by putting them online. I mean, we also have to continue to capture consumers where they shop. And the best time to get a consumer to transact is, guess what? When they're in the shopper journey. Totally. Because you have to meet consumers at the right moment in order to win their attention. And of course, if you get their attention, then you want their dollars. That's what I was saying. Show me the money. <laughs> and of course, retailers help brands find and connect with new shoppers, both in their digital channel and off-site to identify and reach new online shoppers. And this ultimately provides more touch points between the brand and consumers. I love it. I think another big benefit is deepening supplier relationships, which is important too. Retailers can surface significant insights to increase sales and grow those brand partnerships. And then brands can leverage closed-loop measurement to improve persona profile definition, audience targeting, campaign optimization, which has tons of benefits. Such as? Oh, I got you a list. <laughs> Enhanced <laughs> awareness of brands and products sold in retail stores and then driving traffic to stores, which everybody wants, and to online properties. Win-win. There's also increasing consumer acquisition and even reacquisition by targeting people based on certain purchase behavior. Like if they used to buy the brand, but they don't now, or they used to be in the category and they aren't now, you can target them and bring them back in, which leads to more consumer loyalty and increased share of wallet and bigger shopping carts. Cha-ching. Cha-ching is right. You know, much like my waistline during the pandemic, I've been adding everything to my shopping cart <laughs> as of late. That's such a visual. I don't know. But the question becomes really, Alex, have you pulled the trigger and bought anything of your shopping cart or are you just the proverbial digital window shopper? Oh, I, I am like considered purchaser. That's a, that's a very fancy term for cheap. But go ahead. Keep going. All right. Retail media networks are where it's at. And so how should retailers think about evolving these networks? I think that's a big question. Well, uh, I think it should always be about putting the shopper experience first. RMNs need to leverage data and AI to ensure the ads shown to customers are highly relevant and not just show search results based on the highest bidder. Yeah. And retailers 
also need to step up timely and automated reporting, right? So brands absolutely need to see the impact of the ads across the shopper journey over longer decision cycles so they can truly understand ROAS. And currently, most retail media networks do not offer insights in a timely or automated way. So there's some work to be done there. Yeah. And uh, don't forget that we got to engage with in-store audiences. 80% of transactions still happen in stores. So these media networks need to sell ad inventory on mobile phones and digital displays inside of stores as well as online. And it's also about reaching offsite audiences. So retailers can use first-party data to help brands more effectively target digital ads across the web. We can look at the Walmart Connects partnership with Trade Desk as an early example. And then lastly, the best digital ad platforms allow for real-time optimization. AI runs thousands of marketing experiments adjusting creative and audience targeting in real time to determine the most effective ad. So retail media networks need to be more dynamic for brands in the future, for sure. Yeah. So from Nordstrom to Walmart, Macy's to Amazon. Don't forget about Target. <laughs> of course. Who could ever forget Target? And even more, <laughs> retail media networks are definitely the talk of the industry town. So before we shut it down for the what's what this week, since Celeste is not here, Alex, it falls to you to tell us what is sparking joy this week. Ah, other than spring? Well, perhaps you've heard that competitive cornhole continues to gain steam. Midwesterners everywhere are rejoicing, I tell ya. God, totally Sarah perked up for this one. Yeah, well, uh, what better way to practice than invest in a tabletop version so you can play between meetings? Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Listen, I did not hear a thing. You, you, you carry on the way you need to. Okay, there's nothing more fun than flinging tiny beanbags across the table to get into your opponent's goal hole for 50 bucks it's miniature version of a backyard classic is sure to get you prepped for barbecue season and besides that it's just fun to have around it's also says it's handmade in ohio so right back at your midwestern roots sarah Ooh, so fancy <laughs> yeah it really sounds fancy and this is another fancy thing this could be the corniest end to the what's whatever oh boy yep <laughs> time to no. end no, no, that pun was so bad. I'm not even sure we should count it as a pun. <laughs> oh, oh, it counts. And it was funny. I don't care what you people say. I'm ending the episode this time. It's just <laughs> done. Catch you later. Bye, What's Water. Oh, my God. Mutiny. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> 